0: Hello and welcome back to the Catch. My name is Michael Adams. I am joined today by my co-host John Rahimi, who is
1: supposedly a professional beatboxer now. I'm trying my luck at it. It's not working. Um, yeah, maybe in the future, future years, it'll come to me. But I could become that's... a
0: lyricist and I could just rap over it.
1: You, you could, could do become Catholic a... rap. I think there's like monks who do that. Whoa. Yeah. They're they're pretty good. Monks are really Perfect. just a mystery to me. I know I've actually never listened to any of those, but yeah. Did I tell you I had to wear the uh, the face shield today? I was uh, distributing communion at mass, and they made us wear the like, the taxi. full shields. Yeah, the full shield. Whoa. Yeah, I felt so cool, I felt like Darth Vader, because it was like it reverberated off the front and was like the body of Christ, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> it was so cool. I'm surprised it just didn't like fog up and just couldn't, you couldn't see anything. I was (laughs) was like, I don't know what's going on here. No, it was was fine. But what's bad is this church that we're in is it's beautiful. It's very old. It's gorgeous architecture. But the problem with old churches is there's no freaking AC. Oh, you get real toasty, real toasty real quick. And it's like, you know, did the old pastor just kind of think like air conditioning is from the devil. We don't need that in our church. Huge mistake. But I was sitting there and I'm bald now. So there's no hair to like kind of lick the sweat or kind of stop it from just pouring down my face. Did you, you, uh, you just reference hair licking sweat off of you? I did. That's a, that's a very
0: interesting vision.
1: Yeah. You know, like what's the, what's the what are the little bio uh, in biology? There's little things that like kind of uh, fingers. No, not fingers. Like, well, you're, um, you're waving your fingers at me. So I was making the motion of what the things do. They're called flagellum, right? Flagella. I have no idea. They like kind of catch things. So I have only studied biology
0: them. for like half a semester
1: at school. Oh my gosh. So. Today's topic is biology. Oh no. We'll be studying the human reproductive system. We're gonna Talk about that.
0: <laughs> that 56% I got on my first biology exam in college. Oh no. Did you actually? It was so bad. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't know if it was a 56. It might've been like a 62, but it wasn't good let's oh, put it that way it was a tough. good
1: wake-up call I like oh, maybe i should study i'm not See, as
0: smart as i thought i was
1: that's why i got out of it like right away it was uh what's the day called orientation day or something where you like go and like kind of choose your classes and all that stuff when you first get down there and they were like uh so this is mcb where if you don't like science or math you should probably leave so i just stood up and walked out of the room <laughs> smart the best, man. best choice i ever made <laughs>
0: Yep. I walked, I walked out of that room, but then I walked into the engineering room and this is like, Oh
1: no, <laughs> this is worse. <laughs> this is so much worse. I forgot to hit the stupid timer again. I like, this is impossible for me to do. I can never do it. I'm like, I'm going to hit the timer. I open it up. It's just sitting there zero seconds. <laughs> we apologize. are
0: confused. We time our podcast to make sure we don't
1: talk for two hours straight. Yeah. Uh, for your to sake, have. not ours. Yeah. <laughs> that's really frustrating. Anyways, um, with that in mind, since I don't know how long we've actually been talking at this point, we should probably move into the topic. Oh, yes, um, yes. But I will say before I start, I've been reading Lord of the Rings. Uh, I just finished The Two Towers. I'm on The Return of the King now, and it's so freaking good. Beautiful. I actually haven't yeah. finished that last. I
0: haven't finished the last book of it. It's been, like three, it's been like three years on my list to read. Oh, I didn't know you could read. Oh, I can't. I oh. It's all audiobooks. <laughs> Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Actually, no. Well, the, the first one I got read to me by my, had somebody sit bedside with me my freshman year and just read me to bed. Just, I just would fall asleep to their voice.
1: It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's no, but like I grew up with the movies and watching this was, or reading the book now is it's so much better in a lot of parts because the characters are just so much more like virtuous, noble, and more fleshed out. And it's just, oh, it's incredible. And then there's lines in there that I didn't think were actually in the books. I thought they were just movie lines. Oh my gosh. Incredible. There was a line from Smeagol that's in there that I thought was just a made up line and it was in the, it was in the book and I freaked out. Which one? But I was, I was, I was on silent retreat. It's, <laughs> it's it to- to- <laughs> the, the bread and then he like coughs it up and stuff. And it's so good. I was, I was freaking out. I was on silent retreat and I couldn't like talk or like audibly freak out. So I kind of was like in my room, like going yeah! like really, really quietly. Sorry about that. Okay. Anyways, to the topic in a very smooth segue. Um, we are going to talk about, as we teased last week, vanity. Yes, I did.
0: I did. Did you ever get my email? Uh, the sets I sent you from pottery barn?
1: What pottery barn,
0: pottery barn. Don't they have vanity sets? Oh my God.
1: <laughs> and that's a wrap on the podcast. That's all we want to talk about vanity. Uh, if you're uh-huh. looking for a good vanity set, go to pottery barn. They have yep. all you can desire.
0: Actually, no, they're not very great. I wouldn't go there. Oh, really? Oh, I'd go okay. somewhere Never else. mind. Okay, go somewhere else. Go to like Menards.
1: Say big money at Menards.
0: Yep, that's all you can do. Can they like live pay it, us for that, advertising die by right that. We just gave them <laughs> a free advertising. Sorry, hashtag ad,
1: just so you all know. Hashtag <laughs> ad. <laughs> okay, uh, vanity. Uh, vanity is one of those things that's basically like uh, kind of like a gateway drug. It's a gateway thing, I think. Uh, it just opens the doors to all sorts of problemos for, for people, especially me. Um, but I wanted to start off just kind of in setting the groundwork a little bit. So in the, uh, this beautiful book called the Bible, the, the Hebrew for, uh, glory is kavod and it means kind of like fullness and kind of a weightiness. There's a weightiness to it, um, to glory vanity I don't have the word for vanity, I couldn't find it on the internet. So. Vanulus. Ven- that sounds right. <laughs> Coming from the Latin Venus. I don't that's not true. Don't quote me on that none, none of those are right. <laughs> none of that's right. Um the kabod thing is right though. That is that is true. <laughs> no it's not. Shut up. <laughs> okay, um so it's it's more the vanity in Hebrew refers to it's the opposite of glory. It's kind of an emptiness and a kind of wispiness. So we see vanity in the book of, do you know what book it's in, in the Bible? It's a quiz show right here. Do you know what it is? Me? Yeah. it's me. Um, uh, Leviticus. Ooh, close. No. Uh, I didn't know this until like today. Uh, it's, <laughs> this is how we prep for these, we prep from the day of. Vanity is in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2. It's a very familiar quote. I think everyone's kind of heard it, but uh, vanity of vanities says Qoholeth, vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. That's the, the famous line from Ecclesiastes. Um, so I just want to kind of riff on why vanity is such a dangerous thing for a lot of people today. I think and doesn't necessarily mean that you're kind of this, you know, person who loves to go to the gym and really cares about how they like look physically and like that's all you care about yeah and um, the person in the mirror flexing while they do curls just like yeah exactly oh, um yeah you see this. or or the person in the mirror who stares at their head after they have shaved it um you know that person i don't know who that who would, would be ever, who would ever do that yeah that's not weird um anyway moving on so um yeah do you have any, do you have any thoughts on vanity before we kind of jump into the the breaches here.
0: Uh, really my only thoughts on vanity are that I personally know a lot about it because it's not a fun thing to struggle with and that I do struggle
1: with it. There we go. There we go. Now riff. Now now riff. Now we riff. Yeah. So this is a sort of autobiographical podcast for us. (laughs) This one Uh, and last week's really just really got to the heart of us. (laughs) You guys are learning a lot about us really quickly. Um, so yeah, uh, this was kind of a big thing for me. I talked about my eight day last week and this one came up as I was kind of doing that general confession thing of thinking about it on like the first thing that came up was this idea of, and this is kind of how I want to frame vanity is um, it is a, well, I'm going to quote father Mike Schmitz actually really quickly. That it's an inordinate um, kind of focus uh, on how other people see me or other people think about me. Um, it's good to think about, as he says, what people think about you. Like you should care. Um, otherwise like you would have no reason to evangelize or to love other people. So you should care about other people and what they think and how you present yourself to them. But inordinate is the key word, right? Like if you have an inordinate attachment to that, that's problematic. So, um, what came up for me was that this kind (laughs) of from like a very early age, I was so preoccupied with how uh, I was perceived by other people. Like in school with friends with parents siblings whatever it was all about like okay i need to make sure that i'm never embarrassed that i never feel embarrassed or off about anything so like in school if like the teacher asked me a question i remember one of them was like what's the opposite of old and i just couldn't figure it out it was like first grade i just could not figure out what the opposite of old was and it's new like new is the opposite but i just sat there like i was so embarrassed and i felt so bad and i was so like just inordinately attached of how I looked to other people. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And then it just led to so many other things. Um, can so you start like you start lying a lot more, you start exaggerating things a lot more. Um, pride starts to become a bigger issue. Arrogance becomes a bigger issue. Uh, all of these things that I've confessed and struggled with, like it's vanity is just kicks it off. Really? Yeah, exactly. It just
0: allows other things to slip in and kind of plant roots within your heart. Um, I don't know where I got this image from at one point, but this idea of, you know, if sin is like a door it's like the door is cracked, you know, that crack mm-hmm. could be vanity. Yeah. But you know, nothing can really fit in the door. It's just kind of barely cracked. Like you can't slide in there if you wanted to but like the farther that it goes. And then there's more lies that come from it and then there's more exaggerating that comes from it. And then there's more pride that comes from it. And each with each one of these things, that door just creaks more and more open mm-hmm. Until so finally it's wide open and there's just yeah. the floodgates are coming in. Everything's coming out and you have no control over it anymore.
1: Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so it's a dangerous thing to play with, but um I do want to, I forgot to kind of expand upon that point I made at the beginning about the Hebrew, but um, Vandy is this emptiness, right? So it's this kind of thing that's light and fluffy. It doesn't really have any weight to it. Um, so it's kind of, not important, but we think it's important. So vanity, usually the other things that we think are so important, like the opinions of other people, we hold them in this inordinate way. Whereas like, glory um, is this weighty thing that does matter; it has some substance to it. And we say that you know God's God's glory is man fully alive. So if we stick to vanity, we're going to be empty and dead and hollow. But if we stick to God's glory, that means we're fully alive and we have a weight to us and the things that matter are what kind of root us and hold us down uh, versus the is kind of this wispy and we kind of move and flow with everything. And it's kind of like whatever, um, whatever thing comes up that I need to kind of shift myself into to make myself seem better in the eyes of others or get the attention that I need. Uh, I'll do that. And it's kind of just on a whim. It's very light and fluffy. So not in a good way. <laughs> Not like a marshmallow fluff. That's light and fluffy in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Would you say that vanity
0: is almost reactionary? I don't know. Oh. I was thinking about this earlier. Um, As you know, with vanity, it's all about this idea of like, oh, I care what others think. But with vanity, there's a lot of, you know, making up ground. It's like, oh, I just embarrassed myself. So mm-hmm. now, like you said, like, I didn't know what the word new was. It's like, okay, well, since I didn't know the word new was now tomorrow, I'm going to come back with like 10 definitions memorized. I'm going to say them all by heart. That way everyone mm. knows that I'm actually smart. Yeah. I, I think it can be both. It's not solely reactionary, but I think it's oh. more reactionary than we give it credit at times. It's like this traumatic experience, whether it's like you're embarrassed or made a fool out of yourself or just kind of, you know, anything that made you think, you know, poorly of yourself. It's like, oh man, I feel really poor. That I don't think they really like me or like, they don't really want to be my friend, or that person really just is mad at me. And it's like, okay, I need to fix this. And you fix that through like a vain way. I mean, sometimes mm. it can be good, but I mean, I think vanity at times can be more reactionary than we do give it credit.
1: I don't know. No, that's a, yeah, no, that's a good point. I never thought about it like that, and it's it's true. Like it can be very reactionary, in the fact that we we do those things um, to make up for it um, or to put ourselves back in a good light. Um, but I think there's a lot of it that comes from at least as I, as I have experienced it, a lot of it comes from this kind of, it comes from a place of deep thought. I think like it's not like premeditated, maybe it is, but it's, it comes from a place of I've thought about this a lot and I try to like manipulate and fix things in the way that I want them to be. Um, And a lot of that I think is because we have people who are like, who struggle with vanity uh, tend to have a hard time with self image like self-image becomes a very difficult thing for them to deal with. And I'm not talking, we're not going to get into body issues because I'm not touching that. Um, but like, just like interiorly, like how do I see myself? And it's because I think we've, we allow ourselves to be judged upon the way that other people see us. And that can be fleeting and they could like ignore us. And it's like all about how do I get back into their good graces? And it's this constant, like I have such a poor image of myself. I'm so like worthless basically that I'll do whatever it takes to get that, uh, that worth from people. Um, and that's what the vanity really starts to kick in. So think the remedy on the other side is to like care what, uh, God thinks about us. Um, right. So there's kind of a extreme where uh, we talked about at the beginning, like this pride or arrogance can come in where you take the self-love too far. And like, I'm so good now. Like you kind of really put yourself in that vein so that you don't feel bad about yourself as you're used to. It's kind of a reaction to that. Um, but there's a good kind of self-love and that good kind of self-love comes from the first commandment. Um, like Jesus says this in the Bible, like you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and you, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, but you can only love your neighbor as yourself. And that means it implies that you love yourself to a degree. Um, if you love God first, because you have to know who God is and how he sees you first to really have a good foundation and self image that kind of will help to dispel the vanity.
0: Yeah, I Honestly, sorry. I was really distracted. There's feedback, <laughs> there's feedback in my headphones right now. It's driving me oh. crazy.
1: <laughs> a little humming noise. That's actually me like whistling the ventriloquist. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean like it's, it's, it's a lot of fear I think because we don't want, no one wants to feel bad. Like we don't like feeling bad. Um, so if it's something that we feel bad about ourselves and like who we are as persons, um, then like, Vanity is like, I just want to feel good all the time at the expense of pushing aside any uncomfortable feelings that come up. And in order to really like see how God sees and to kind of understand um, how God sees me and and you as human beings and and persons created in his image, we kind of have to delve through a lot of crap. Um, Our own faults, our own weaknesses, our limitations, all these things that our vanity, try to push aside saying, I don't have any limitations. I'm like this perfect me that's a false self that's not true um you have to dive deeply through the muck and the mire and the crap to get to that kind of like that diamond center which is the image of god it's been covered up with all these kind of false layers that we've kind of put over and over to save ourselves from any kind of uh negative feelings that, that come up in life yeah i think something that helps
0: us get to that point too is also understanding christ's view of us hmm I think sometimes the vanity can even become even more of an issue when we misunderstand how Christ views us. Yes. Cause that whole, you know, the Catholic guilt can come in. It's like, I'm embarrassed to show myself to God. Like I'm embarrassed yeah. to like put myself how I currently am at this current state. Like people like after you sin, like the whole idea, like after you sin, you sometimes don't want to pray. It's like, I don't deserve to put myself at the foot of Christ's cross right now because he's going to know the things I did. It's like, no, you have to understand how Jesus views us. And mm-hmm. again, me, classic. I know the quote, but not the person who said it. <laughs> um, and I honestly don't even know this is the quote word for word. It was something like, you know, you are not like your value in Jesus's eyes is not the summation of your failures. Um, I think oftentimes we give ourselves our own value yeah. and as well assume that others around us value us to the same degree based on all the faults we just think like, okay, well, here's all the pile of just gross, disgusting, bad stuff. yeah. And that's what everyone else sees. They don't see, they don't see the gem. They don't see the fresh cut green grass. It's beautiful. Like they just see that and they judge based off of that.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, we do it to ourselves. And I've honestly been surprised by uh, <laughs> how often people like good, the people that I'm friends with, how often they really don't look at me like that. Like I really assume that like they look at me with, oh gosh, like this freaking person again, with all of like his faults and all of his weaknesses and all the crap that he does, like fine. Uh, those things might be present and they probably are, <laughs> they are. Uh, but like people tend, at least the good friends that I have, I'm blessed with that To like they look, they look through them and they see like through all that crap and they kind of have like a straight like laser beam to like the core of the diamond. Um, and like, I think actually this kind of a cool image of like when a laser or light hits a diamond, like it refracts the light in tons of different directions. And it's all these tons of different uh, wavelengths. Uh, and it kind of lights up the, it lights up in a new way. So it kind of illuminates these, it l- illuminates the path in a new way. So all these weaknesses that we used to see, like it kind of illuminates them in a different way. It's like, okay, like, I see this in a better light than I did before. Um, I think people can do that. And I've been surprised how people can do that with me. So that's pretty awesome. But um, yeah, I think with Christ, like we need, to, we need to be aware of like, first off him, like who is Jesus? Uh, and the incarnation is like the most important thing. <laughs> like he became human. And that's just like, I've been thinking about this for a while but his sacred heart, I heard this in a homily too, which really kind of like clicked it all together, is on the outside. The image of it is on the outside of his chest, which is, you know, <laughs> as this priest put it, a biological anomaly. <laughs> like, it doesn't happen. Um, but in a way, like it goes to show you, like he doesn't, he's not vain. He does not care what people think. Like it might look foolish, even like the Eucharist, to anyone else, it's a piece of bread in a golden, like, monstrance. Uh, but Jesus is not vain enough, is not vain at all, to think that, oh, no, like, they're not paying attention to me. Oh, he's distracted, he doesn't care about me. Oh, oh, like, oh I have to do something to get him to pay attention to me. No, he just sits there, and he just waits. And he allows us to get distracted, because he's all about gift, and about re- giving, and then receiving our love. It's a it's back and forth. It's about persons. It's not about just, like, this kind of, like, uh, you know, wispy, Grabbing and taking for things. Um, yeah, I just thought that was a really striking image of like, okay, this is how like unvain Jesus is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I even like struck by the idea of you know, look to the people who he called to be his apostles. Mm. Like, there's so many examples of Peter being just a, a prideful, hard-headed <laughs> guy, which I completely relate to. Which is really fun for me with Peter. Like, I mean, you think of Judas. Like, you think of all these characters within his life that he surrounded himself with consistently, who mm. even then struggled with this idea of, you know, how am I being perceived? Like I think of Peter denying Christ. It's like, no, no, of course I will. I don't know him. I have no idea who he is. It's like out of fear of the reaction of that it'll draw. Um, and I might go so far to say like the antidote, just going off of what you said, the antidote to vanity is just pure love. And that's what I think of like with Jesus. It was the reason he didn't compromise the Eucharist was because he loved, yeah. he loved us so much and he knew how important it was for us to know the truth. And it's yeah. the same thing with ourselves of like really combating that vanity is just ultimate love for the other of saying, I want you to know the real me. Like, I want you to see all of it. Like, I want you to see the good. I want you to see the bad. I want to let you in. Um, yeah. And even going off of a pass point you made, I think it's a really great like judging value in friendships. Like it's a great measuring tape to see really how, great and virtuous those friendships are mm-hmm. if your closest friends are the ones looking at you and they're seeing you as the summation of faults or they're seeing you as like oh man he did that really like you you really did that that's come on dude like that's you can't do that like yeah maybe there should be some judgment maybe there should be a conversation but when they see you as the summation of your faults rather than okay yeah you did some stuff whatever or oh you lied to me or oh whatever the fact may be okay, I can look past that and still see your heart. Like I can look past that and still see the diamond and I can get to the core of it. And I can come to understand you more fully. You know, I can understand why you did that, you know, come to
1: understand the root cause of it rather than just judging the action. Exactly. And and that's the whole thing. It's like, we're not here. We, We are not to judge, um, the heart, right? Like actions. Yes. That can be an invitation to like move people to greater growth, but, uh, the heart, no. Um, so even like judging like that person's so vain, like probably not the best thing to do because um, you don't know what's in their heart. Um, the person who might look vain might not actually be. And the person who isn't appearing to be vain might actually be super vain. Yeah. Um, but I think the kind of getting back to that, that first point that I made about the Hebrew stuff, like to receive that kind of like weightiness and the glory of God, be fully alive. Um, we have to uh, kind of, you have to do it with God and you find that true self, um versus all the layers of the false false self that we put on we find that true self in Jesus he reveals that to us so we 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 find out who we are in an other and this is the same thing like biologically and as humans it's the same thing we know who we are because of looking at our mother and our father like that's when we like we see an other and we realize okay i'm i am this because i see an other we don't have like a self knowledge of who we are until we recognize another Um, So when we recognize Jesus and who he is and who he reveals us to be um, through himself, then, okay, now we know who we are fully and we see ourselves through his eyes that we become fully alive because we're now united to him who is, you know, the fullness of humanity. So it's all about getting, you know, getting to Jesus basically. It's like getting to his heart, getting to know his heart so that we know who we are. So like, to kind of combat vanity of like, I just need to like kind of a better image of myself. It's not about this. It's it go, it's going inward for sure, but it's not this kind of like, I don't know, uh, introspective, like I'm just kind of like diving to the depths of myself. It's like, we're diving to Jesus. <laughs> we're going to him. We're going to another person. We're encountering, it. we're not just getting to the bottom and, oh, that's all I, that's all I am. It's like, no, we're going to to God. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about that to me is the example
0: that Jesus was we talked about him, like not being vain at all. It's like, okay, well, when you think about vanity, a lot of it goes into like, you're trying to cover up something or you're trying to make others perceive something about you. Um, And what Christ did was just the vulnerability that he showed. He was constantly giving of himself. Like, this is who I am. I'm telling you exactly who I am. Like my word is who I am. Like whatever I say, like you're getting what you get. I'm not hiding anything from you. Like this is all of me. And that's also something that we can learn to practice through his image of like, yeah. you know what? I in turn must be vulnerable. Not only with those around me of like, Hey, this is who I am. These are the things, all the good stuff, but being vulnerable with yourself and allowing yourself to like come to a better understanding of like who you are, why you do the things you do. And really like the source of your vanity. Like why is it that you feel the desire to lie or why yeah. is it that you have the feeling this desire to exaggerate your stories? Like, get to the root of it and then invite Christ into that root for healing.
1: Yeah. And that's the, I, I love what you just said there, cause it's God will not allow us to like uh, bypass ourselves. If we're like actively trying to like grow with him, he's not going to let us do it. So like we have to be willing to really like encounter that weakness and that like the root cause of these things. Um, like what's, what's there. And it's ugly a lot of the times and it's difficult to deal with. It's not like fun or pretty. But remember it's, it's dark, it's dark, it's miry, it's mucky. So, uh, I understand it's difficult, but you have to do it. You absolutely have to do this. It's not like a, this is a non-negotiable. I will say that like period. It's not, it's a non-negotiable. Um, if you want to grow in the spiritual life, if you want to grow closer to God, you have to dive into these things. Um, and it takes time. It takes patience. Uh, it takes perseverance. Um, but you're going there with Christ. He's walking hand in hand with you through the crap into the, into the heart of us with him. So, there's that and then I think there's a with vulnerability and only because like I've <laughs> some people can attest to this but uh I've been on like a vulnerability bandwagon for the last couple of years and yeah been he like, has bu- like it's been, like my buzzword two um, years two years of it it's been fun
0: I can't complain but it's it's been a big hot topic for you
1: yeah you didn't have to sit through my coin and a talk to my my kitchen team but vulnerability is it's good, but there's a, there's a danger in it too, where it can kind of even become vanity where like we want people to see just how vulnerable I am. And if we start kind of exaggerating, like, again, putting on this false self of how vulnerable I am to kind of get attention and to make ourselves feel good again. Um, because we feel so crappy about ourselves when we kind of encounter the, the weaknesses there that we want to be vulnerable with, that we want people to like build us back up and not God. So there's a danger there. We have to be careful of like uh, we're not, Christ. So we can't like wear a heart in our sleeve all the time. It doesn't work like that. But, um, I think too, though, with, with vulnerability that we, yeah, we, we feel comfortable sharing and yeah, know when to share and with who to share. Those are the kind of like guiding principles of like, who are my real close friends? Who can I share this with? Um, yeah, there was something else i was going to say, but that thought kind of slipped my mind. So say lovey. That's Czechoslovakian for whatever. <laughs> wow. Mr. Yeah, Worldwide. You, I know you guys are going to be like 12% fluent in different languages by the end of this uh, podcast. You got Hebrew Czechoslovakian. It's like not a single one, not like a singular. Like No, a total 12%.
0: <laughs> that's, that includes English too.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, well, I think,
0: Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. But um, yeah, I was just going to ask a question. Like, yeah, that idea of, <laughs> Uh, how vanity can slip in through like a virtuous thing, like vulnerability in itself is really good. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, but vanity can slip in through that. Um, You know, what is the balance? Like, you know, with this vanity, it's typically like you're leading someone to the self of you, but you're leading them to like this facade, like that you created. Um, Like what is the balance of like bringing them into you, bringing them into the true you, but not doing it so much that it gets flipped again on vanity. Like, almost like you're on like a teetering rod like just oh too much uh, uh too little uh too much like how do you get to that middle in like just I don't I don't know how to say like perfect vanity like <laughs> obviously like no vanity is like what you want but like for a sake of me not having the correct vocabulary I'm gonna say no I know what like, you're saying perfect
1: balance. Um I think one of the image that popped up was like yeah we have like like Christ's heart that we see as this this three dimensional this real authentic like heart that he offers forth um we have like a two-dimensional heart that we kind of have like drawn and like made up right i like what you said there's like i just kind of made this thing up um but if we've drawn this like little 2d heart it's like here's my heart i'm showing it to you it's like that's such bs that's not real um so it's this kind of cultivated like vulnerability it's kind of this fake image of ourselves that we give to people but i think uh, to quote father mike again um what a stud good old mikey schmitz yeah (laughs) Please Father, come on our podcast. Father Mikey Schmitz. Uh, he's like, the, the key the solution is like, what does God think? What does God think about this? And like, when we do that, when the vanity, be, when vulnerability becomes vanity, it becomes, or it's coming from a place of, I care about what this other person thinks about me. So I'm cultivating my vulnerability such that they see this and they like pity me or something like, oh, wow. Like, whoa, this is so hard to be him. That must be so difficult. It's like, Yeah, again, it's all about the other person. I care so much about what they think and I want them to kind of have this reaction. So I manipulate what I share to get that reaction that I want that'll make me feel better. Um, And again, it's just like this, I think it's a lot of fear that goes into vanity of I'm scared to feel bad. I'm scared of like unpleasant feelings, I guess is the right way of, like I'm scared of feeling uncomfortable. Um, I think we just have to like recognize that like the sadness uh, or feelings that aren't like joy and peace uh, but like sadness, especially, I think, or even confusion, like those are morally neutral. There's no like moral weight to them. It's not like, oh, I'm a bad person because I feel sad about this uh, or whatever, like some difficulty that I have. It's okay to to feel that way. Um, we don't need to like become vain and then start like exaggerating and getting out of this by making up things to to make ourselves feel better and seem better to our own eyes and to the eyes of other people. Like that's where this all starts to come in. At least that's where it's come in, in my life. So um yeah, just care about what God thinks. Look at God's eyes. Keep attentive to his face. Look at Jesus' heart. Ask him to reveal that to you. Like, that's where this all kind of finds its rest.
0: Isn't that the Miley Cyrus song? The Shut up. Oh, only God can judge you.
1: Does she have a song that's like that?
0: I, that is 100% of Miley Cyrus lyric.
1: No freaking way! I had to listen to that because that's... I'm probably going to rip in a new one or something like that, but...
0: I'm saying it I in my head. I'm trying to think what the chorus is. I was going to sing it out loud, but I just decided oh, to save everyone's ears. Dang it. Uh, I thought I so much about my image.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought about doing a perfectionist podcast uh, with her song, Nobody's Perfect. Um, but then she says, I got to work it. And I was like, no, you don't, honey. That's, that's the perfectionist coming out right there. <laughs> so shut your mouth, Miley Cyrus. Sorry to our fans who like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, there are a couple.
0: But yeah, kind of going back to vanity really quick. um, Yeah, just this idea that I keep coming back to and, you know, I think it's nice we have unique perspectives on it. But another form of vanity that comes through within me, I think, is this idea of, you know, how can I put myself out there and be vulnerable so that almost, almost so that others could serve me, you know? Almost like, oh, I have this hole and I want people to see that but i want them to see it so that they do something about it you know i don't know if that's mm-hmm. vanity but i feel like it kind of is
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's
0: it's just like an over it's an overwhelming care of knowing like are i'm almost going to do this as if like a test like are they going to do anything about that like oh if i, I show them like are they going to care about that like
1: yeah it's almost no, like that's...
0: testing your friends of, like you know hey i'm going to share something with you what are you going to do with it or, like you know, I'm going to exaggerate something. Are you going to call me out about it? Like, it's almost like playing with the line, just like kind of testing the water, like dipping your toe and like, how much can I get away with, or Like, what, what, what are you going to do about this? Like, what's your reaction going to be?
1: Yeah, and I don't think, uh, this session that kind of like, was good for me to hear, but it was very challenging for me to hear. It was that like, no one's intentions are perfect. And I was like, oh, what do you mean they're not perfect? What do you uh, mean I can't be perfect? <laughs> Like this does not jive with how I live my life. Um, but like, so I don't think there's ever gonna be a time when anyone's intentions or like kind of like that idea of like, what are they gonna do with it? I wanna see what they're gonna do. I don't think there's ever gonna be a time when like that's not gonna be like a thought or like a lingering thing in there. But is it the primary one, right? I think that's where the difference becomes of like, is that my primary like goal for what I'm doing? Because even like I had some stuff I had to share with some people this, this past year that like that thought came up it was like, I'm gonna share this. Like, what are they gonna do? Like, are they gonna care? I want to see it. Like, I do actually want to see like, will my friends care. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't my primary drive. It took me a while to get out of that. Like, that's what it was at first. But after like working it through with the spiritual director and, and, and prayer with God, like it became much more about like, uh, I'm doing this because I trust the other person and I want them to share my life. Okay. Like, I want them to know this about me. Um, because it's me and because they are them and like we're friends and this is like part of being in friendship is just, we have to share our hearts. Um, so it it got to that point. But again, like that that other thing was still lingering there. I was like I do I'm because we're human and we have imperfections. So it's like I do kind of wonder like what will happen. It's fear. It's I mean it's there's a natural thing there, like it's not the best, but um it can be purified, I think. Yeah, but I just think that's a good and it's a distinction I wanted to make though before
0: we No, um, it's great. I yes. think it's awesome. Understand, like I know we're talking a lot about oh, we need to get rid of vanity, like we need to free ourselves of these thoughts and we need to free ourselves of these desires um yeah but like when we look at it in reality there's a reason that we do this and like usually in mm-hmm. all of this there's like a very deep core wound or reason that we like look to others or that we like look to exaggerate we look to lie like i even think of yeah. you as like a little kid like as a first grader like the effect that that had on you as a first grader was to start yeah. this path and it's like okay well there's a reason. It's not like you're just doing this just to do it. Like There's a reason and you're not going to no. be perfect. Yeah, there's much and more. even once you discover that reason and even once you work on it, you're always going to fall into little valleys and slips. It's never going to be like that, just consistent straight totally. line. It's always going to be up and down on that. But I just think that's an important point to make just because I, I am a perfectionist. I know you are too. I know oftentimes yeah. we hear people tell us these things. It's like, okay, well, I need to go fix everything and I'm going... Yeah. To- <laughs> spend a week alone and I'm going to fix all of my problems. It's like, no, that's, it's not going to happen. Like you can do that, but you're going to be really frustrated at the end of the week when it's still not fixed.
1: Yeah. And I have to sharing this, but I think the, the thing that you shared with me the other day when we were talking was that like the, in terms of like vanity and like, as you grow, like even when you start to work on it, like the kind of those valleys become less frequent and less steep than they were before. I think that's kind of like what we look for in like the, the growth in the Christian life is like there will always be those kind of slips, like the righteous man sins seven times a day, but like the, they'll be less, less steep and less frequent as you grow in holiness. And as you come to see yourself in the light of Christ, as he sees you, like that's the goal.
0: Yeah. That's a good judgment for growth right there.
1: Yeah. That's all I got on vanity because if we keep talking, we'll just get more vain.
0: (laughs) Shut up. Okay. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That was so funny. You should take up comedy.
1: I'm not going to. I thought about it, but whatever.
0: I, it feels like you really care what I think right now. So I. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Oh,
1: we're going to listen to this podcast in a week and be so sad. Okay. Yeah, good riffing sesh. <laughs> good riffing um, sesh. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Again, feel free to reach out to us at thecatchcc at gmail.com. Um, we'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. We're going to need it. Um, but Mm -hmm. allez voir adios sayonara bye bye (laughs) talk to you guys later